We're going to talk about your nominations this week, Dan, and you kicked us off with a film I've avoided like the plague. It's called K-Pax. Yeah, have you not seen this film? Nope. Okay, right. Well, do you know what kicked this off for me was the UFO Oh, the news last coming week. out of yeah, Congress yeah. and everything. And um, there was some pretty mad stuff that was said by people who seemed to be pretty kind of confirmed that there was, or this that's how people interpreted it. I think they just said there was biological. Well, one of the guys, although he later said he'd think his knowledge was secondhand, but he was reasonably high up and claimed that there were the alien technology yeah. had been recovered. So yeah, the plot the of Transformers. States. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really was wild. And they're doing this in Congress. They're asking questions under oath and all the rest of it. Mm. And they're proven to be quite high up sort of Air Force One people or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Space One. Yeah, it's quite crazy. So it got me thinking about this well, that, film. Yeah, that was in the news. And of course, Kevin Spacey was in the news last week. Yeah. Because he was, he was yeah. acquitted on all counts of mm. all the accusations, which is probably more complicated than that. I would say so, Sound. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we watched a film with winners. him in anyhow because he is the star and the protagonist of K-Pax. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's him and Jeff, the big characters in this, but Jeff Bridges. Yes, Jeff to his friends. Jeff to yeah. his friends. Yeah. And you're right, though. This this man appears out of nowhere in Well, a... you wouldn't have recognised, presumably, the guy, the homeless guy who spots him first. That's... Cool Lester Smooth from The yeah. Wire. Yeah. He, right. okay. He's panhandling, I think they call it, don't yes, they? Yes, that's right. He, or begging, as we also know, as in the subway, I think. The metro, yeah. Um, yeah, or the, the train station, whatever it is. And he kind of looks away and looks back, and Kevin Spacey's appeared as it, if. There's like nowhere. a little flash of a little beam of sunlight pierces yeah. through yeah. the sort of ceiling glass of mm. the train station onto the thing. And as he, a person passes. Ethereal looking scene as he he's kind of just appears. Yeah. And wearing his distinctive Bono shades. Yes, yeah. they literally are. Yeah. Yeah. Looks kind of out of place a little bit, just the there's, way he walks over and. Immediately um, after, there's a. A robbery where some um, guys just snatch an old lady's purse or mm. bag off her, and he's kind of caught up in it. And because he has these really abstract and kind of bizarre answers, they kind of think he's responsible, even though they're told no, he didn't do anything. Didn't yeah, do anything. They're, told, yeah. they're still not happy with his. his was just he's happy to no. go along with them involved in trying to establish because you know his answers to all their questions are well he makes a remark about he makes a remark about how bright everything is even though he's got these massive dark sunglasses on and like you say the next thing we know he's being committed and we've had quite a lot of asylum stuff recently haven't we we have yeah yeah and they're bringing him in i think he says jeff bridges he's quipped something like oh who is it this time jesus christ or joan of arc and they're bringing in you know the space Um, man yeah because yeah he they they suspected him of being like high on hallucinogens and when they found that wasn't the case they move him to a mental hospital they move him through Mm. that when they find that basically he's you know the premise what's going to set up the premise of the movie is is he suffering from a big delusion yeah and 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 that is what appears to be the case he doesn't respond to some really kind of strong drugs and at one point he they confirm that he has a sort of 
higher visual register. This all happens very early in the movie that he can sort of see ultraviolet rays and they strongly imply that he's looking at Jeff Bridges, who's, you know, going to meet him soon properly through the one-way glass. Yeah, right. that's right. And it's, it's a little bit later on that he actually gets that proof of the, the light. He's already met him at that stage, but it was one of the early meetings and Jeff Bridges is the, the psychiatrist who's going to investigate and have this guy on his on his casebook. And like everyone, he's busy, thinks, oh, it's another guy going to be, you know, what's wrong with him? But the more he, he meets him and well, listens to him. Well, he's shown, isn't he, early on to yeah. be a little bit disinterested in what of one of his patients is saying. He's a little bit gone going through the motions. He's clearly a workaholic, but he's going through the motions a little bit with his patients because to Ernie's sort of not listening to him about it being a germaphobe. And, yeah. and so, yeah, maybe searching for something a bit different. But maybe. but you do get the sense that he's caring as well because hmm. he's saying, oh, right, I'll get right on that. And he, he's he's a good psychiatrist. So he's, he's talking to who we find out is... Yeah, to rhyme with scrote. To rhyme with scrote, yes. They never say that in the film, do they? No. No, but that that is what it means, reading between the lines. But Jeff Bridges' character is also, we we see his home life, he's kind of distracted when his wife's talking to him, he's like clearly not listening and Mm. he's got something going on with uh, an estranged son as well. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of information fed in, but really the bulk of the sort of first half of the movie really is going to be dedicated to sessions of Prote explaining things that he seems to to know about where he's from and explaining where he's from and dr what's his name dr jeff dr powell <laughs> trying to sort of gently pierce the delusion by asking probing questions for which pro has a series of incredible answers for yeah and that it kind of escalates they're trying to like in layman's term called bullshit on him and in a way able to yeah well Uh, he's doing all sorts of strange shit like in the first what he eats an apple like completely cool i don't know i've seen other humans do that so maybe okay but he eats a banana with his skin did you see how many times they made him do that no like 27 times he had to eat the banana really because he gets into that thing with gusto (laughs) and he's explaining that he's traveled via fast and light travel he's he's a thousand he's a thousand light years away yes so he's from capax that's what the the movie is called that's where he's from this but and he does describe it's in the lyra constellation yeah yeah that meant nothing to me and he's saying that you know in eons of amounts of time you all discover you know you you guys you're just like at the very start of your evolutionary journey but we've learned how to travel you know you don't understand the power of light yet and he's and he says oh why can't you explain it to me and he's like well you'd just be a weapon he's like you would just explode Yeah. Yeah. yeah and well He's as, as he gets further and further into these. Well, conversations, he asks good questions because he's like, "Well, how you know if you're a, if you're an alien, how come you speak English?" And he's like, "Oh, well, actually, it's pretty English. It's pretty easy compared to other languages because when you can like, oh, the, the name of my own language is." And then he reels off like hmm. this string of guttural noises and clicks and stuff. Yeah. So he's got all the answers, and he he's got this sort of naive, slightly smug manner about him, gentle. He but, kind of but appears, quick-witted and very quick to answer every question. He's not stopping to think. He's, no, he's just he's like arrogantly aloof. Yeah, like he he knows everything that they ask him. He's got a, an answer for. Yeah, but also just doesn't seem that asked about them. Like probing away. He's just like well, no. He, well, he, eventually they probe his be- is is like curiosity. Doctor Powell's curiosity about where what he's claiming gets the be- the better of him, and he he's got a mate, hasn't he? Who works as an astrophysicist, I think, at the observatory. Yeah. That's right. Well, they come for a, a barbecue around his house mm-hmm. 
and he says oh actually i've got something in your field and he's talking to a friend of the family and things and he's a he's a astrophysicist and he's got this big observatory tower mm. and he says look is it okay what i want to do is as you said side he wants to get, get him to call bullshit on these things yeah. but put him in a way where he, he can't confront it otherwise well, because he's very convincing right very when, convincing. if you're not an astrophysicist the stuff he's saying is uh, like, they mm. literally say that line and he's the most um he's the most convincing delusional we've ever seen yeah. at the hospital i think they say yeah, yeah that's right so they they just don't have any answers for him at the moment and they want to call bullshit in a way that's gentle enough for mm. him to get his head well they obviously need doesn't... to help him if he is if he yeah. is delusional then they you know it, that's what and, and they for. still assume he is so they send some some notebook back with some questions answers to questions that this astrophysicist has asked and for you know next thing he's being called up and they say look I'm I'm not being I'm not joking here. Is is somebody set you up to do this? Because he couldn't know this stuff. You know, yeah. he, he just you wouldn't know what what he's talking about is so obscure. There's there's four or five guys in the world that know this stuff. Yeah. So and they've got you know access into all these kind yeah, of like PhDs. Uh, so so like, yeah, they know each other. And he's going, did Duncan put you up to this? Yeah, and he's yeah. Going, no, he didn't. Look, um, right. Well, we've got a few people that love to meet this guy. And so they bring him in to, they go out on a field trip, don't they? There's four of them. There's a great um, moment where they meet and he's like, doctor, doctor, <laughs> doctor, <laughs> yeah. doctor. Is everyone a doctor on this planet? He says yeah. to him. They're all laughing. And, and they take him through to an observatory, right? Yeah. The planetarium. Mm. Yeah, they put, they project Lyra, the constellation that he's talking about. And then they ask him to- They write. ask him to draw the orbital pattern of, because it's a binary star system and they ask him to draw the orbital pattern of the- uh, Yeah, there's a little iPad thing and yeah. he just goes up to it and starts tapping away. And then at first it's kind of like some rudimentary like lines and then he starts writing out some equation and mm. you can see them all looking at each other like, holy and, shit. And then they, they kind of project what he's written- you know, they, they the, plug in his numbers into some software. Like I'm already Windows. doing it. I'm already doing it. They're like like it yeah. getting really excited because it looks like what he's writing down will fit the coordinates of their program. And all of a sudden the light program comes into action yeah, yeah. and planets are spinning around other planets drawn on the information he's given it. How do you know that? And he goes, well, every K-Paxian knows that. Yeah. Every school child yeah. K-Paxian knows that. And he, he, through his conversations, we, we've learned that K-Pax is a very different society to earth. Yeah. And how it might, be, you know, families and don't exist. Capaxians as well are very different because they they find reproduction disgusting and painful. That's I right. Think. Yeah, don't really, we all? Really, I think terrible I think smell. I was going to say it's obviously <laughs> one of my previous conquests. <laughs> they, they, his. Well, the way he describes it is they've just evolved many, many millions of years ahead of yeah where, yeah. where Earth is at that point. Yeah, and so they're baffled by how can he know all this stuff and whilst all this is going on he's made loads of really good connections with the other yeah patients, patients at yeah. the asylum and also he's getting on well with the kids because they've brought him back round to the house at one point that's yeah, right that's, yeah. yes and it he's, the he's it's all going swimmingly until the, of and, july until the sprinkler goes off and and he starts having a huge freak out about yeah. water yeah yeah it's also around this time or a little bit afterwards, they have a conversation in the yard about him going away and telling people in other inmates, inmates advice, how they're going to cure themselves. Yeah. One of them is to Ernie. watch. Yeah. He's to watch 
out the window for a bluebird until it appears the bluebird of happiness so of i was peace. racking my brains with him i was like i recognize him from something uh, and about two-thirds of the way it's like fucking guess it's he's, he's in twin peaks he's, oh he, there you go it's one of the brothers um, in twin peaks, yeah he's, but they're all given some sort of mission to do. so yeah he's he's staring and and he, even by his very presence like you were sort of saying before he's enriching the lives of the other inmates at the he's like jack in cuckoo's nest and the woman who's going to appear in bit. the movie yeah. that we're going to see the intern she is in this as a lady who hasn't come out of her room for like right. 11 years or whatever and like she's waiting permanently for a date best oh that's yeah, right. yeah yeah that's so right. she suddenly sort of starts coming out of her room like magnetized almost by him he's offering hope that's yeah, what the blue a, bird a guy is and- who's who's like a germaphobe is suddenly outside and and these little things aren't unnoticed by and it's got uh, saul Dr. williams Powell. in as well hasn't it yeah. the poet but he he gets quite defensive that he he says you know i'm the one that's meant to be curing him you just sort of stick <laughs> yeah. to what you want to do and he goes well it. why aren't you doing it then yeah. doc then, yeah. you know and it kind of wanders off it's it- a good theme that isn't it like who should we look to for spiritual enlightenment is it like you know whoever can fix you wherever yeah, you can find it, it. Yeah. You know, exactly. that, it doesn't have to be the thing. doctor it doesn't have to be the priest yeah it's a good it, theme that I like that and, and so at one point he takes a trip which he says he's going to do. Oh, I've got to go a, a trip up north. And so he's away and the, there's a big He goes to Greenland him. or Iceland or something. Well, so he claims, yeah. yeah. Well, he disappears for three days completely off the site. And he's also around given a date where he says, that's going to be the date that I'm leaving at mm. this time on that date. And then Dr. Powell then is trying to piece together what has happened. And he goes, something happened to him on that date. He's telling me this is yeah. like a, a massive life moment. I've yeah. got to find out what has happened because something else is going to happen on this date when it comes around again, the anniversary. Exactly. And this is when the 4th of July yeah. stuff happens that you were talking about. Yeah. Invites him very casually back to the, the house and it's all going fine until the, there's a moment with a sprinkler, isn't it? Yeah, that it triggers is, yeah. him massively and he grabs suddenly the, he grabs the, the, the child yeah. and is screaming, like, you know, terrorised. And this gives Powell, Dr. Powell, the idea to pursue a sort of course of, what do they call it? Um, regression hypnotherapy or something. Yeah, that's right. Regression hypnosis. So their first one of his colleagues is like, no, he's not ready for that. It's not right. But they, they do end up doing well, it. He says, look, but they the very carefully monitor his The clock's vitals. ticking here. Yeah. The clock's ticking. We need, this date's coming up. And for some an reason, answer. I can't remember exactly why. Maybe one of you guys will remember right now. I can't remember. It was clear when we were watching the movie, but he, he knows that it's going to be five years back from... Yeah, the twenty seventh of July. He he's he knew from the first interview. He says, "Oh, it was like oh, I got here four years and nine months." Blah blah. He, he gives it. a very yeah, exact that's right. date. That's yeah, right. That's right. So yeah, so now he knows that there was an incident in his past that he wants to investigate through this trauma therapy. Yeah, and through his questioning, they're very carefully monitoring his his vitals, and they can see that his blood pressure, his heart rate, everything's like going up as the questions get more. You know, yeah, on target. He's aware. become very childlike as yeah. well. Yeah. Very childlike and, in the and he gives away a few little tidbits of information which allows him to begin a, a search for um what might be a a big abattoir or something close to a river, but over America. They have mm. no idea where it's like the search is that big. Well, they're they're able, he says in one of the sessions he drops the pencil. And it's yeah. got the area code That's right, yes. of the Salvation Army that he eventually works out. Yeah. Um, and, and so they're able, he's able to, and the clock is ticking, I think, against 
towards this date still it's mm-hmm. only a, it's only a a four or five of, days away I think. yeah and he's he's managed he wakes up in the middle of the night and he's, he's also said he'll take someone with him mm-hmm. yeah he's, he's basically running a competition an essay <laughs> for, competition for them to, Go, to find a going back to yeah sprout sprout Prot, grot in the grot <laughs> in the uh, in the asylum he's made friends with everyone yeah. and everyone well assumes they're coming he, he hasn't specifically told anyone's coming he just said i can only take one mm. but through each conversation each of them believes it's going to be them yeah. and they're all having now a writing competition mm. to to put together their argument on why they should go and uh, yeah it's then it cuts to this kind of other scene where dr powell is in this town and they've managed to locate through old newspapers yeah. this tragedy happening mm-hmm. and it turns out that his family were gunned down one day before he was at work. And then yeah, he, he did man- work in an abattoir. Well, they call it a knocker. Yeah. A knocker, yeah. Sounds knocker. like a pretty horrendous job. And he was meant to be a big old strong guy. Like, and he came in and killed this guy and then went down to the, the his the wife river. and daughter yeah. were, were killed and attacked. And there was a sprinkler people. there yeah. near a swing and all these kind of trigger points. And he came back and caught, caught the guy and killed him and then walked off into the river committing suicide and and disappeared yeah that was it and they called it he bent went down to the sheriff who said yeah he's drowned he's gone like, they never they, found the body did but, they but yeah. they, they never found the body yeah but they get a fo- crucially they get a photo of him from his yearbook, yearbook it? Yeah. and it's sure as shit is kevin spacey proked yes yeah and and then so the next meeting the yearbook is on the the table as Prote comes in and starts discussing just everyday kind of stuff or the same kind of well, therapy. He's, he's talking about how he's going home. And how you're going home. Yeah. Oh, that, they have a great, actually, because he talks about, he talks about all the different species on earth and how much it's full of life mm. more so than anywhere else in the universe. And then he says something about, it, it, something about, he senses that he'll be missed when he leaves yeah. this place. That it's not, that's a new thing for him. And that's not what they do yeah. in, in K-Pax. They don't miss anyone. Mm. It's, it's all gone. And, and so, you're starting to piece together now that this guy has had a, a massive trauma and has taken the identity it doesn't power show him the, fo- the yearbook photo and he, he and he's kind of like looks a bit sort of uh, well look after him i think he says you better look after him now you found him or something like that that's yeah. right that's yeah. the kind of part in shot yeah. because it, at 5 30 in the morning then or 5 51 or something very precise, time, very this precise this really time. pissed me off because right you know to the minute when this is going to happen yeah and he has a really late night and then falls asleep and doesn't set an alarm on his i know thing. it's I'm like, fairly reckless i would have been awake for about four hours before that just staring at the monitor yeah. but it's fine but he runs at the last minute through the hospital powell as the beeper goes off and we see and the, the people are watching on the security guard on the security footage the there's like a burst of electromagnetism some light in the room and the cameras go and then when it when they come back the room is empty and then powell bursts through the door and you see pro robert porter yeah. on the floor yeah, under the bed under yeah. the bed mm. catatonic yeah sort of shriveled up and and uh, and that's it all the life seems to have gone from him and as they're wheeling him out the other patients are all gathered in the hallway and as he goes by they go who's that yeah who's that's, that that's not him that's not it, it, it's clearly him they they just get no sense of of feeling that yeah that's, but also it's, it's bess isn't it bess is 
not there. Well, inexplicably, Bess does seem to have disappeared. Yeah. yeah Bess, who has had precisely one line of dialogue in the whole movie. She says something you're, like, you're the Blue Jay to him. Yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah. she is kind of not catatonic, but she's a mute after her traumatic event. I think her house had burnt down. That's right, yeah. And so she had never spoken. And so, she, yeah, she has that one line. So then, yeah, she's gone. Pro is gone. Robert Plant is now in... Yeah, he's now in a, a wheelchair and he's being pushed around by by Jeff Bridges, who still visits him now and again and updates mm. him with with news of the other inmates and how Ernie's yeah. been getting on. And, and they're kind of smirking. And, I don't know. And he's got a sort of smirky face yeah. anyway. Yeah, he and does. they say, "Oh, we still didn't find Bess. Don't know where Bess has gone. Yeah. Like we've never been at any." The camera kind of draws in. And I thought so. It was really, like, I mean, at the end of the movie, it's still like you know the central question of was he delusional? Well, but first, power power goes off to to resolve of his yeah. relationship with, with Aaron um, Paul. Yeah, with Jesse Pinkman. Yeah. 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 With <laughs> he didn't resolve Jesse it that well because he turned into a meth method. I know, yeah. Well it's yeah, it should have been a better role though, model. Can we? But yeah, he was that's right. Through this he'd he'd also been having this kind of running issue with his That is a bad son. dad. Yeah. Bad dad. Pope um, was able to help. But there's like it's unresolved for the for the audience, mm. you know, it's then it's up to you to decide, I think, you know, how do you yeah how you feel I, you... I feel the evidence for in the movie at least i think is that he probably was from k-pax especially as oh, hundred, three or four other books as well on the yeah. very same subject did you like that you hadn't seen this before had you did no you it was like... much better than i expected yeah. yeah it was kind of sedate um you know it was fairly gentle i think they added that thing about jeff bridges nearly missing thing because it it needed a little bit of like, like tension drama or tension, yeah. <laughs> because it was you know it was nice it was but it was fairly cash you know yeah, it sort yeah. of stumbled along at a fairly slow pace um but to me i thought they were i was he was definitely a k-pax you know, the, yeah. the the scientific knowledge stuff um i loved yeah, all that there's, there's I too loved many strong arguments it was, yeah. too, it was too compelling to be some guy i love the fact that he knew the lyra yeah. constellation yeah. and he could draw it out in yeah. front of all these you know physicists and you know so some so a k-paxian had come along and through the light effectively possessed it used his body as a, vessel. as a vessel yeah and then gone away and left him behind and that's why he was saying look after him etc so you've got that whole it's a great really ambiguous ending that obviously mm. provokes this kind of conversation but also there's loads of cool themes going through this as well like i said about where you look for spirituality and what form it comes in yeah and yeah just it yeah, gentle you said about this as well yeah yeah i would say so yeah, yeah i mean that's right it wasn't see no. anxiety filled kind no, it's of about film, hope and, but it, and that it, sort it, of thing it was we needed some stuff the content that we had this week i felt like it was a good antidote to what went on yeah, last week exactly well, <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah well we wanted something different yeah. and hopefully this this delivered it a little bit i've seen this a, a couple of times before i watched it this week i think we I'll, would all say we're all big Jeff Bridges fans. I mean, yeah, fucking yeah, legend. Jeff Bridges. And is, you is take excellent. all the complicated shit around Kevin Spacey out of the equation, like he's a fantastic actor. actor you know? Yeah, and of course he was he is. And he's great in this. Yeah. It's such a good character yeah. for him because he, the characters, it was either written as or just because Kevin Spacey is, but smug as fuck, but yeah. really vulnerable as yeah. well. Mm. So, like, a really interesting combination. And you mentioned it, Reese, but the, yes, these were Bono shades. And yeah. he, like, was very particular about they must come back to me in, like, perfect condition, etc. What a prick. <laughs> prick yeah 27 times kevin spacey had to eat the banana with the skin on yeah, that's, that's uh, you couldn't make him do that could you really do it fucking hell signed up do was fucking told but it was gonna originally be will smith yes as pro yeah that's right and yeah. kevin spacey and kevin spacey's as, jeff bridges as dr power yeah. Oh, yeah interesting i like the way it works i always like to see jeff bridges i love these sci-fi 
kind of films where you're dealing with somebody really smart and mysterious and everybody's like trying to figure out how they're it's sci-fi there's no out. like spaceships and lasers and stuff no. it's just big ideas it's a recommend yeah strong recommend agreed <laughs> 